Welcome back to another Productivity Like a Pro episode here today. I'm really excited and obviously my dear friend Paco Cantero as well that we have Markus Bauer on the show. He is the CEO of Goalscape and those who are following us on YouTube may have seen the video that I made about Goalscape and that we actually integrated it already in our tool stack that we are using it to lay out the goals on a high level during the year, during the quarter. These are the things that we will discuss today and uh, what else we will do with Goalscape and the vision behind Goalscape. Markus, why don't you just introduce yourself and talk a bit about what Goalscape is all about and why we need another goal management app, which is actually wrong. There are not so many goal management apps, right, out there. So, Markus, your word. Yeah, just a quick word about myself. I'm, I studied architecture. I live in Germany, northern Germany, actually. I was a sailor when I was young, and at some point I wanted to go to the Olympics, and I needed some way of managing that. And that's how the idea for Goalscape came about. It helped me a lot to think in this method or in this concept that was somewhat derived from an architectural theory, a theory that was about a holistic approach to what we do getting the big picture and then getting the details right derived from the big picture. That's how Goalscape came about. I ended up competing in two Olympics, which was great. And then I sort of switched to the corporate world. And it was really interesting to compare these two worlds, the sporting world, where you have lots of motivated people that do something quite meaningless. If you think about it, it's fun, but it's quite meaningless. And then I got to know the corporate world and I, I realized at some point that there is a place for goal management. And we built Goalscape in the last two years, we've really rebuilt it from the ground up. And we're now starting to talk to the world about it. And so I'm excited to talk to you. I think that reduction of your goal, you know, just being fitted into the goal management thing. I think that's a big asset of the company. Now we will talk about how deep are you going into the world of darkness, no, of project management and task management, because I think that the more you are focused just on goals, the better the app will be, because in my opinion, there isn't a solution out there focused just on goals, and especially with the visual features that we will comment, because I think that's one of the main things. I think that the way that you have approached visually the goal-achieving process and all the process of managing goals, I think that's one of the most important features and the crucial differences between competitors. That's what I think, because what's your approach to goal setting and goal management, Marcus? Well, if you go to our website, there currently is the headline, Truly Agile Goal Management for the 21st Century. And what does that mean, truly agile? I mean, agile has been around for more than 20 years now, and it came from a from an ecosystem of project management, software project management, really. And when we say truly agile, we mean, well, it's not before you start managing projects, you want to find out why you're managing these projects. And with truly agile, basically, we mean that we want to extend the agile approach to the management of goals. And then you can hope for doing better projects because they're more meaningful for the people who are involved with them. So one of the concepts is to put the goals back in the center, not bolt them onto what we do as an afterthought, but actually put them right in the center where they belong. I mean, also, I think 20 years ago, Simon Sinek did his TED talk where he talked about the golden circle and the why and the how and the what. And 
you know, ask the question, are we sure we all have a good why in the center? It's a very difficult question. And if we just, you know, go about it willy nilly and don't really think about it and discuss it in a team, then there's a good chance that you end up with a team that doesn't really be believe in the goals that are set out for them. And then they start pretending to follow the goals. And I think we obviously have an epidemic of demotivation and de-engagement, especially in the corporate world. I mean, the data is pretty clear about that. And I think one of the remedies is to talk more about the goals. There's other aspects, you know, other ways to encourage and motivate people. Goals are not everything, but they play a large role of unleashing motivation uh, within us. So in essence, Goalscape wants to provide a visual graphic, if you like, a, a visual tool that can evolve dynamically that puts the goals back into the center of attention. And developing a good goal structure is hard. So it, it doesn't come up by coincidence. And Goalscape is a good format to build that goal structure with. Yeah. So I have actually something before we dive into how we use Goalscape this year. Maybe we talk a bit more about what the structure looks like for the people on podcast. Well, the core idea is that If you look at the world of productivity there, there's and how people answer the challenge of why, how, and what do we do, there's really five methods that have been adopted widely. One is as old as humans are. We memorize what we need to do. The other is we create lists. That's good to create an overview. Then people came up with the idea of drawing up mind maps. Project managers do Gantt charts. And since roughly 10, 15 years, people use Kanban boards, which have their qualities. But all of those don't really put the goals in the center and they don't do one thing that is hugely important. And that is deal with the fact that our resources are limited in an intuitive way. And the problem is that a line and a list and a mind map, they blow up. They go into all directions. And what Goalscape uses is a circle, kind of a donut. You put your goal in the center of that circle or that donut, and then you group your goals around it in a ring. And that ring represents the fact that resources are limited. The things you want to do to achieve that central goal, they need to be achieved with resources that are limited in some way. I mean, time is obviously one. And if you do an Olympic campaign, then that is the most stressing resource because you can't move the Olympics, right? You build an airport in Berlin, well, let's move it out for five years. People will complain, everybody will laugh, but we can do that, but you can't move the Olympics. So the resources are limited right there. And we're always facing limited resources and that's become more a global, what would you call it, realization that we have to, even that we're dealing with that even on a global level now. Our resources are limited. And Goalscape represents that in a better way, simply by using a circle or a donut shape and everything you put in there needs to be achieved with the resources you have. And then you can adjust importances in a relative way. You make one piece of the cake bigger, all the other pieces of the cake get smaller. So you're doing a dynamic adjustment. And this way you can answer the question for yourself or in a group, which are the big rocks here, you know, relative to each other. It's a relative thing, not an absolute thing. And you adjust them until you think, well, we think we've got this roughly right. And then you start working on that and you can then highlight the progress through a shading. And when you do that, you can easily see where's the big rocks, which are not completed. Where are we doing well? Where are we falling behind? And this graphic, I call it the sixth method. It's an addition to the tool set that we have. It's just one more way of 
thinking about our projects, but it's more tangible, more, more, more visual, and we're visual creatures, at least most of us. And that helps in, in designing a goal structure or a landscape of goals, hence the name Goalscape, that a group can agree with, or you can agree with yourself. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's actually the what makes Goalscape so intuitive. Everybody, especially busy professionals, they are used to charts and diagrams. And that in a pie chart is always visually representing the distribution of things. Okay. And therefore, if you use 100% for the full circle, then you have to think about the percentage that you lay out. So you're absolutely right. You think about the resources. But at the same time, it's the prioritization. So obviously you have to, by changing the, or by being aware of the resources, for us, it's really the prioritization, the smaller something gets on this pie chart, which is a hundred percent. And it's a hundred percent capacity that we have to work mm -hmm. on this. If it just gets 2% of this, it also shows us how important it is to us to put in the efforts there. And this yeah. is where I think that was the first time this year where we used Goalscape to lay out the goals for the paperless movement in 2024. And this was amazing. It was an amazing experience as we just threw all the ideas on it first. And then we started to give it weight. The thing is, it's disconnected from ClickUp as our main project manager, as it, is all, it has also goal management and we tracked our goals there and so on. So How we used it is like we use Miro. We are using Miro to do brainstorming, to get the visual feel there. But in the end, when we came to a conclusion, we go back to our single source of truth and transfer the conclusion into the single source of truth. And that was the same thing with Goalscape. We decided, okay, this is how it looks like. We came much faster to the conclusion, what goals we want to focus on, what we want to work on first. And then even... Getting back to this, the moment we get distracted by other goals or something that came to mind, we were able to quickly go to Goalscape and say, no, look, we we actually using colors on Goalscape as well, where we make also red what is really important to get back to this and have a completely different starting point for discussions about re-prioritizing the goals that we had there. Talking about the integration with ClickUp, I know you mentioned already that you're working on an API to integrate this with ClickUp. We are not sure if this is really needed. And as Paco said, we are even worried that you would go down now the project management part and so on. That's room for discussion, I think. Where is the vision behind Goalscape going forward? Well, I actually integrated it into uh, ClickUp as, you know, you can put the interface inside ClickUp. If you've yeah. got a board there, you can actually fit it there and then you can put a link to the Goalscape so you've got an easy way back and forth. That, that worked really well, surprisingly well. But where's our vision? Where do we want to go? We believe in a productivity system that is super simple. It's not waterfall management. It's simply, it's an agile approach and it's simply asking the question, what are we going to do next? And then based on that set of things we want to do next, what are we doing now? So you're asking these two filter questions and, and we want to go as far as managing these now and next lists. So from the goal set, we want people to be able to easily define, well, this is probably next. And then from that, this is now. And that's also going to work on mobile then. On mobile, you, you can look at the graphic, but on mobile, you really want to know what am I doing now? What am I doing next? That's as far as we want to go with the project management approach. We have integrated a Gantt chart 
for visualization purposes. So you can do a little bit of waterfall approach if you want to show phases of a project that's easily doable with it. If you want to do more project management, classic project management work, then you go to uh, another tool, maybe ClickUp or MS Project if you're, you know, if it lends to that sort of thing that I think makes sense if you do really detailed resource allocation analysis. And that's something for pro project managers, right? But we want to keep Goalscape very simple. We want, actually, it's going to get more simple as we go forward. We're also going to have a, a base version and then a pro plus version that has some more features that shouldn't get in the way for the people who just use the very simple stuff. So that's one direction in which it's going to evolve. But, you know, we go agile ourselves. We ask ourselves, well, what's the next big thing we want to do or the next small thing we want to do? And then some of those end up on our list and then we chip away at them. And I have another question here as well. We talked about resources and the moment I complete a goal, I free up these resources, but right now it's set up in a way that I start completing all the goals. So I end up eventually that everything is completed. So is, is this the right approach? Shouldn't be this resource get freed up so I can replace this goal now with the next one that you just mentioned. So the now vision would be a filter just showing me the now goals and then i can bring in the next goals the moment it frees up something like that Explain yeah that. i mean that's exactly what's happening with now and next yeah. we're going to turn now and next at the moment you need to do it with tags but that's cumbersome because if you added a next tag and then you decide that you want to do it now then you need to delete the next tag and add a now tag it's a bit clunky it works but it's a bit clunky and it's eventually it's going to be a toggle You know, at some point you decide that's probably next and you just click on the next tag and you can do that on an individual basis. It may be this is next for this person on this goal, but this person, for them, it's not next. So mm -hmm. that's going to be an easy way to decide what's next. And if you select now, it's automatically toggles to that. And if you're done, it, it's off your now and next list. It, it won't appear there anymore. It's still part of the goalscape. And I think that's important. I think any goal that you do not equip with a, I don't like the word deadline, but you know, a time frame. maybe quarterly goals or annual goals. I'm a big <laughs> fan of annual goals, even though they're long and you know, the middle slump could get dangerous there because there could be too many, too big a distance between the beginning of the end of the goal. But in, in principle, I like the year. However, you always need a time frame. If you haven't de defined the time frame, it, you're sort of free floating. And, but if you have, then you can also look at the achievements you made within that time frame. So I think it's good that the completed goals stick around and you see how things grow. And then in the new time frame, you pick a new set of goals that, that you want to achieve, things that you couldn't achieve in the last time frame. That's really what OKR is also about, right? That you set yourself some, some, a small number of objectives and a small number of key results that you want to achieve, but you do that within that time box. Now, we can talk about OKR and how that time boxing works there. In principle, I believe in the time box as an important element. And then when you achieve something, it's also great to have that hang around a little bit. We think about an archive where you can archive them away or throw a switch and say, okay, I only want to see the uncompleted goals. I don't want to see the completed ones. But, you know, maybe too much complication. For now, I think it's great when you see you achieve goals in front of you as you work on. Well, I like the idea of having then, well, I guess we can filter by this already, just using the tags, having the closed goals and then having a 
donut starting to fill up with the completed goals over the whole year, right? It is already so well polished. Yes, I see a lot of parallelism between how we see we develop here at the paperless movement a methodology called ICOR, okay, that defines a productivity system end to end. And I think that your approach to goal, because we have created what we call the output elements, okay, are more or less it's a way of grouping the things from something kind of abstract, like a goal, okay, that we need to, because sometimes many people and many busy professionals that get in touch with us, it's difficult for them to differentiate between a goal and a project, no? because it's one is the what, the other is the how, but what the heck, if I want to develop a, a product, for instance, that's a, it's a goal, I want to develop, okay, design and develop that product, but also it's a project because I need to do things and I need like a grouping element that it's a project to put all the different tasks inside that container, we can call it, okay? And I think that the approach of creating those goals separately in a different approach, talking about your visualization and other application, that helps you define the things that you really want to achieve without asking yourself or worrying about the task because people obviously love to touch and to talk about tasks because that's something tangible, pretty easy yeah. to define. You know what needs to be done. It's a design, it's right, it's a script, it's whatever. Okay, pretty easy to define. But the goals, as you get bigger, talking about wider, about your vision, then it becomes kind of abstract. And the moment that you try to create a specific goal, then that sounds like a project. And then what the heck a goal is? No, because yeah. I want something useful for me that represents the things that I want to achieve. But the moment that it's so concrete, that's a project. And then why the heck do I need a goal uh, application or goal setting or anything about that? Because the moment that I have defined my projects and I say, well, for this month, for instance, these are the projects that I will be focused on, I can't forget uh, about the goal. And I think that there is where the problem begins, okay? Because yeah. for me and for us, Goals are just a direction, okay? Because nowadays, that's why we don't believe either in yearly goals. We don't believe even in quarterly goals, okay? <laughs> because life is so fast that goals are just a direction, okay? A path that you follow yeah. because along that path, many, obviously, if you are preparing for the Olympics, maybe that's something that doesn't change, okay? You want to go to, uh, to win the gold medal and that's it. But in a company, at a company level, a goal is just a direction because in that path, in that way, many things happen and emerge, opportunities, okay? And then goals are like barriers, like frontier, okay? So that you don't, well, are continually moving from one way to another because that's the only way of not arriving at any destination, okay? But the moment that more or less you have boundaries and you go through that way and you are able to be flexible enough to grab opportunities, I think that's something that tools like Goalscape helps a lot because you have like the wide view, the bird's eye view, so that those are the frontiers, okay? The different ways that you want to achieve. We try to reduce at a minimum, okay? Just say for a month, two, three goals, that's it. We're going to be focused on that. And if something life-changing, but really life-changing, you compare with the three ways that you have defined, that those are the goals, then it's pretty easy to decide and to choose between the new opportunity that life changing, because we know that 
the newest the thing, the more crucial it seems for us. Okay, and then you forget about what you have said two weeks yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah. Right? I think and it's called you're, bias. <laughs> you're constantly changing your priorities, the things that you need to do, and then you do nothing at the end yeah. of the journey. That's why I don't want Goal Escape to overcomplicate the things, to make it simple, maybe to improve those things of archive or, well, the now and then, all that stuff, because the rest should be managed by a project management or a task management tool. And this is just the bird's eye view so that you got your three or four ways, the ones that you consider that are really worth it and the one you want to be focused on. Because for us, how we operate is the moment that we have defined those directions. That's why, because I don't care if I never achieve a certain goal, okay? Because I just want to know that I'm going in the right direction because I think that those yearly plans where you set the goals and then you calmly are moving forward towards achieving that has disappeared in many businesses, okay? Maybe if you want to build a bridge, okay, well, that's something that is not going to change, okay? You are an engineer and you need to build a bridge. But for many other busy professionals, goals are just a direction, okay? And the rest is like not improvising, but, you know, in the other day, I was reading a very interesting article coming from a software engineer that it's a CEO of a uh, a great company talking about software. And he said, man, I just I want to know what I need to do during this week and the next one. And that's it. I just focus on this week. Yeah, I got yeah, yeah. all my calendar completely full. I know that this is my priority. So what the heck? I don't need to think about anything else. And I think that's the real goal approach and productivity, overall productivity approach to really perform at your best nowadays. That's how we see it. Yeah, 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 it's, yeah. Uh, it's the holistic view that is the superpower. So the goalscape gives you the holistic view and then you zoom in into your daily grind, <laughs> if you say it this way. But you can ask yourself always, is that goal that you have at the center something that releases energy or not? And the simple formula here is answer the question, does the goal alleviate a pain to the people who are involved or does it promise a gain? And the more of a gain... It, it promises, or the the bigger the reduction of the pain, the more likely it is that the people will care for the goals that come below, which may be projects. And the goal in the center doesn't necessarily have to be achievable even. When we talk about a North Star, which we think is a fairly good term, a North Star is never achieve, achievable. It just gives you a direction, but it's, it may be a direction that people like, you know, I was discussing the goals of a hospital last week and goal number one of that hospital was they save lives. Okay, great goal. You work in a structure that saves life. Who doesn't like to do that? So people are relatively motivated there, but maybe you can add on to that and say, okay, we want the people who come here. We don't only want to make them be healthier. We want to find out what's going on. Why did they come here? We want to look at them more holistically. We want to treat them not only with medicine, but also with food and also with human care. You know, and all of a sudden, you know, you get the people there, oh, what? we're saving lives and we're looking at people holistically. I want to work in this place, you know, and I never, ever want to work somewhere else. Can you put something like that in the center of a goalscape, of a goal structure, then whatever you do below that in that agile way where you say, well, we don't know what we're going to do in one month, you know, but we know it's within this corridor and within these values and it's steering towards that North Star. I think you're fine. But if that thing in the middle is empty and there's just abstraction in there, 
like yeah. increasing the bottom line by 1.5%. I mean, yeah. no, that, that makes nobody tick, except the ones who rake in the 1.5%. They love that. It's really <laughs> the point. So I just was about to say that revenue goals, right? They won't change. <laughs> so you want to achieve this, but it is it is something made up. You never know how the year goes. And that's also the danger here when you say the revenue increased by 2%, for example, and people get forced to this. And I saw it over and over working in big corporate. People do everything to achieve the numbers. And that's why I say KPIs like watermelons on the outside green and the inside red. So they really <laughs> just try to make the numbers look good, even if yeah. they have to fire 2,000 people and not thinking about the consequences on the product quality and the long-term consequences. You know, there are so many things that I saw happening that costed in the end a lot more the company than the short gain of 2% of increase. So that's really the danger there. So talking about North Star, obviously revenue increase should actually not be added there because that's always the ultimate goal of a company to increase the revenue, but maybe, you know, optimizing the processes in such and such way. It's something like that, giving people room, resources to optimize processes and not just telling people working 150%, now you have to an additional job to do process analysis and improve things. So I think it's really the general mindset about goal setting, about setting up KPIs and the right ones, tracking them and seeing really the holistic view. That's that's my point on this. Yeah, well, I hope that we can unleash more discussions, frankly, about goals and have people look at them more frequently. And this really, that was a finding of MIT. They call it fast goal setting. And the F stands for frequently discussed goals. And, you know, you just touched on financial goals. I don't think there's anything wrong with financial goals, but it's not the ultimate why. It's just a means to achieve something. And there's a great documentary on Netflix on Boeing and what an amazing company it was, how it was engineer driven. They built the greatest planes in the world. And their core goal was security because the people who built the planes didn't want people to crash, obviously. did They didn't want them to be responsible for that. And then it became a more financially driven company. And they really track how that happened. And that core goal became a sub goal kind of, you know, security it was a bit of a nuisance almost because it cost money. And they diverted that. So that became from a central goal. It went to the periphery a little bit. And then they it backfired majorly. Two big planes crashed because they were saving money on the security procedures. So if you say we want to increase the bottom line by 5% because then we can beat our competition because we're going to invest in these innovation projects, which feed into our core goal, which may be security, then people get it. And then it makes sense. But But just as a means for an end, people don't like abstract goals that they don't understand and that don't make sense i think that the word in my case is purpose okay i think that the moment that you identify why you are working every day and to what that gives the meaning that you need to perform at your best to get the motivation that you need to put the energy on and the point is having talked about this you said that you have recently launched the the software, okay, the piece of software, Goal Escape, more or less. I don't know if it was one year ago or how long ago. No, we launched a new version two years ago. 
Two uh, years ago. Okay. And from now on, what's your goals for 2024? Talking about yeah, what's on your goalscape? Yeah. What's yeah. In the, and do you actually use goalscape in order to set the goals for your goalscape? Yeah, we use it every day. Right. We use it every day and we actually use the now and next method through the tags already. The next thing we're going to do is make the now and next process more fluent. We're going to make it more usable on mobile. I can just, I have it in front of me all the time. So if I pick our most immediate goals, the bigger projects that we're going to tackle this year is we're going to have an AI integration. AI is, is doing a surprisingly good job at, you know, shortcutting the ideation phase, the brainstorming phase. You can easily get a good goal structure to, to start with. It's not a finished one. You always need to adapt it to the context, but that's going to come in. We want people to be able to comment on a goalscape. You can publicize a goalscape already. You can publicize your goal structure and show it to anyone through the web as a public link or embedded in a website like ClickUp. But we want people to be able to comment on those goals. Then there is a major mobile push that I mentioned. We want to create those tiers where you have a simple plan with just the basic features and a more pro plan. We want people to be able to create a goalscape out of other goalscapes, a goal structure. So you may have a work goalscape and you may have a private goalscape. Maybe you want to combine them into one, but of course you don't want the work people to see your private goals. Because if you want to do the now next management, maybe you want to do that, you know, united on your, maybe you want it to be separate, but we want to create that option. We want to introduce a day mode at some point. At the moment, goalscape only has a night mode. We want to offer a desktop version. And lastly, you know, we want to integrate into other solutions. So have an easy way to connect the data. At the moment, you can easily get your data out. It's never locked in. You can simply copy it out or export it as an Excel or a CSV file. But we want it to be able to connect to other solutions fluently. So you make a change in Goalscape, you see the change in the other solutions as well. It's not a trivial project and it's really... You need to build that on, almost on a case-by-case -case basis because if you don't care for how it exactly synchronizes, it, it won't work. So you need to go by use case, really. So, yeah, and then it grows, you know, it just evolves and gets smoother and more pleasing to use as we continue to evolve it. Because what's the future of the company? Because that's something that many VC professionals ask us because they are trusting their, their well, their project, their <laughs> processes, everything into a tool. How is the situation and the future of the company? Uh, it's, it's really catching on. And December was the best month we had up until middle of January, where we had already beat December. So it's catching on. The problem always was when I finished my Olympic sailing career, I started working in the corporate world. And Goalscape was a side project of mine. Yeah. And actually, you know, three years ago, I thought, well, do I really want to continue this? Because it was end of life for the initial pr product we had, but we already had more than 5,000 people using it. So I thought, now nah, that would be sad. And then I thought, no, the concept is bloody good. We even have a pat US patent on it. And I decided to go all in on it. So the last two years, we started pushing it. And only now we're starting really to market it. We're, we love the product as it is now. We know it's only going to get better. We're now only starting to market. We're not the best web marketers, I must say. We're getting to know all the channels. You know, there's so many channels. I think it's like 19. Which one do you choose? Do you do advertisement, you know, SEO? What do you do on the SEM front? How much content marketing you want to do? It's, it's a big challenge in itself. It's at least as complicated as an Olympic challenge. <laughs> and yeah, we're growing every day, but it's going to grow for sure. Okay, great. Great. Well, Markus. Thank you very much. Or we thank Thanks you very much for, for being on the show. 
It was really interesting, all these insights, the future outlooks, and we certainly will stay in touch. We love Goalscape. We will keep using it as well. So let's see what 2024 will bring to the company. Thank you. Thank you so much for your time and for talking in depth about it. Absolutely. We will catch up next time. Thank okay. you. See you.